0: Hello and welcome to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9. Today on the show, the Vancouver Indigenous Media Arts Festival and a couple of ne'er-do-wells from Poetry is Dead. Stay tuned. hello and welcome to the show for october 30th Ooh, it's halloween almost i'm gonna be heading to fright nights tomorrow night with uh our fearless music director leader sarah accordingly tomorrow so look for us um obviously you know what we look like because we're famous but um i thought i'd give you a couple of other announcements about what's coming up um around the city before we get into our main juicy topic the Vancouver indigenous media arts festival which is starting next week media democracies days media democracy days or that you can say it that way as well 2013 terms and conditions may apply starts next Friday and will actually um, feature the Vancouver indigenous media arts festival um on some of its days it's running at uh, for one of its uh events is at the cinematech uh friday november 8th terms and conditions may apply which is kicking off the 13th annual event um it's also presented by the cinematech and doxa and this is a film that talks about free speech and privacy in the digital age and how the information in chats emails Text messages, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is being monitored and sold legally with the opt-in feature. Um, there will also be a keynote address from the BC Information and Privacy Commissioner Elizabeth Denham, who will speak on safeguards in an era of data mining and mass surveillance. Do you think she'll talk about government safeguards? I don't know. It's probably going to be mostly on you guys, but um, yeah. So if you're interested in media democracy, check that out. Um, we have an artist talk coming up at the Belkin with Kathy Busby uh, tomorrow at 1230 p.m. Um, and they are an adjunct professor of visual arts in the UBC Department of Art History, Visual Art and Theory. And um, they're going to be talking um, at a symposium, traumatic histories, artistic Pras- practice and working from the margins. And this is um, is oh, actually sorry, that's coming up on the 15th at the Irvin K. Barber Learning Center. And these are kind of centered around the Witness exhibit that is still on through December at the Belkin Art Gallery um, Art and uh, Indian Residential Schools. So if you're interested in learning more about that, we do have a podcast up online. Uh, You can find it on our Mixcloud and there is uh, quite a number of events surrounding that event, uh, event itself. Um, Busby's work we are sorry 2013 is on view at the Kerner library a part of the witness exhibition the Terry project is coming back uh, with the Tedx Terry talks uh, this Saturday November 2nd uh, at the life Sciences Institute at UBC so there's um, you can check out all the information at UBC.CA/ ted Terry Talks. And uh, what else is coming up? Oh, right. Hedwig is still playing at the Cobalt for another couple of days. Um, if you are a fan of campy musicals like Rocky Horror or um, other, where, you know, it's all about acceptance and being weird and loving it and loving the performance, um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch is an amazing, amazing show. Um, I'm actually really, really super sad that I'm not going to see it live. Because I won't be able to make it, but you can make it. And um, there's a really great article on um, gayvancouver.net about can a straight man play Hedwig, and apparently he does a really great job. And uh, so that's a couple of the things that are coming up around town. Um, we are listening to the dead ghosts in or in honor of Halloween, and we are going to return uno momento with the Vancouver Indigenous Media Arts Festival. Stay tuned.
1: Indian Residential Schools an exhibition featuring artists from across Canada who have directly experienced residential schools or are witnesses to its ongoing impact. Programming will include guided tours, lectures, artist talks, performances, and online programs. From September 6th to December 1st at the Belkin Gallery, Main Mall, UBC. All are welcome. Admission is free. For more information, visit belkin.ubc.ca. Well, uh, how best to explain it?
2: You've seen me in X-Men. Yeah. Uh, the character I am, Professor Charles Xavier, mm. if you remember, he can control things with the power of his mind yeah. and make people do things and see things. So I thought, what if you can do that for real? I mean, not in a comic book world, but in the real world. All right. So in my film, I play a man who controls the world with his mind. Right. I Yeah, for instance, um, I'm walking along and um, I see this beautiful girl and I think I'd like to see her naked and so all her clothes fall off.
3: All her clothes fall off.
2: Mm, yes, and she's
3: scrabbling around to get them back on again. But even before she can get her knickers on, I've seen everything. Yeah, you know, I've seen it all. You're listening to.
1: something you see in the mainstream
0: media a lot that mm. you see a lot of really traditional representation in the mainstream media um,
1: i think it's getting better especially because mm-hmm. was it two years ago the beat nation um art and a- uh, aboriginal art and hip-hop mm-hmm. at the vancouver art gallery and i think it got a lot of really mm-hmm. really good reviews and i think it was think a great event. yeah and i think that kind of opened a lot of people's eyes red gen
0: slam was really great too yeah. as well yeah yeah, it's it's um yeah, it's a great uh, so I'm happy to have you guys here cuz I'm I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. Um so I thought we would talk about a few of the specific events that are happening at the fest and we what I was thinking was do we want to start with um uh Richard Van Camp? Sure, let's and, do it. Yes. <laughs> and um I just want to say that um in the background here you actually have the have kind of a documentation uh Oh, there's Eugene on the computer. <laughs> Eugene um, is all Including thrilling. Eugene, um, put together by uh, P-Bone, our own, CITR's own P-Bone. So <laughs> shout out to, to John on that one. So yeah, let's talk a little
1: bit about um, this specific event. Well, on Saturday, November 9th at 7 p.m. at the SFU Woodward's Cinema, we're very excited to have Richard Van Kemp. Um Richard is a dog rib or tr- Cleecho? Cleecho, Fr- yeah.
3: Danny All right, Danny. Got Danny yeah, we're, I'm getting
1: outnumbered here.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, who where, actually where? used to teach uh, at UBC creative writing for um, Aboriginal students. Um, he's a fantastic writer and storyteller. If you, I urge people to come down and see him because he's the most entertaining um, person you'll ever meet. So basically his uh, 1996 novel, The Lesser Blessed, um has been into a been made into a movie and it's finally coming to Vancouver. It's played like a TIFF, the Toronto and fest, um, film festival. And it's actually traveled all over North America and it's finally in Vancouver. So we're excited to have him here as well. And, um, yeah, I really can't miss him. It's he's he's the funniest man you'll ever meet. So you can just sit and listen to him for hours.
0: Well, speaking of listening, oh. um, what I, I'm going to put on a little, uh, Mob Mount's oral tradition, and uh, I was hoping that you would maybe read a little bit from the novel, and we can maybe, um, after that, hear a little bit from the the trailer. Okay. Okay? So whenever you're ready, June. Oh, I'm missing my cue. And so this is uh, The
1: Lesser Blast. I'm just going to read half a page. So it's about a young dog rib um, teenager um, named Larry who's had this traumatic, traumatic experience, um, which I'm not going to say because I'll give away the whole movie. But anyways, um, me, I remember it is the summer of my crucifixion. I try so hard to be pure. I take two baths a day, at least underwater. I can hear my heart beat. The skin on my back dries, cracks. I make the noise of splitting wood when I walk and my scent is of something crumbling. I scratch with a knife the word no a hundred million times on the back of all the mirrors in our house, so my mother sees that I say no to her, so my mother sees that I say no to my father, so my mother sees that I say no to the world and to the acts unforgivable. I walk out the row that leads to Edso and Yellowknife. I stand daringly close. I wave to the truckers who blare their horns. I am still a child and comfortable waving to strangers.' I see a therapist who asked me to draw how I see myself. I hand in a picture of a forest. He looks closely, says there is no one. I say, look, there. I am already buried. There is no 100 million times on every rock, tree, and leaf.
4: You know, now is not the time to just walk away. Can't go back. They all know about me. A person has maybe three chances in in life to stare down the devil, right in the eyeballs. This is your most important one. Fort Simmer, Northwest Territories.
5: Been here since my accident. Not much to do if you're not into booze or sports. Juliet Hope has the eyes of an angel. She could suck a man dry with those eyes.
0: Um, radio, not always the best, um, the best way to to play a trailer. But But the reason I like, uh, it really actually does, the music actually does give you this really sense that, and if you watch the trailer, which you can find on YouTube, if you just look up The Lesser Blessed, um, it's a very, like, visually powerful and Mm -hmm. emotional story. and, And you guys have some thoughts on the film?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it, um, I think the lead actor is see Dene?
3: Joel Evans? Yeah oh. I, I believe he's yeah definitely Dene. <clears throat> yeah
1: and a lot of non-professional well I think he's non-professional um it also stars Benjamin Bratt who's I believe indigenous from Mexico so um and so that garnered you know gave the film a lot of kind of attention because Benjamin Bratt's in it but I'd also before Eugene speaks up here I wanted to also mention that um we're also showing the Lesser Bless at seven o'clock, but at nine fifteen, we're also showing his short film, which was originally—it's a short story called "Dogrib Midnight Runners," and it has streaking, so that's very exciting. Ooh. But it, we actually—it was actually changed to Mohawk Midnight Runners because the um, filmmakers Mohawk, so so Richard Van Camp double bill. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah,
3: so the the, vid- the the film Lesser Bless, I actually had a chance to see it, and if you've ever grown up in a small northern community, it really. It hits hits home. It really nails a couple key key points, um, and in fact, I, I, I had flashbacks to growing up and mm-hmm. being in high school, and just was like, <clears throat> <laughs> like "Oh God."
0: What <laughs> aspects does it like particularly well? well it,
3: it just captures the awkwardness I feel <laughs> like of growing mm-hmm. up and being a young native native guy, and um, I understand that with, in the casting and for the lead actor, they would held casting calls across across territory, or across communities in the north. And couldn't really find anybody that sort of fit. And one day they were in, the, in a high school in uh, Fort Smith. And they found the, the lead character just telling jokes to his friends in the hallway. And they, they didn't even have to cast him. They just looked at him and said, that's, that's the it. guy.
1: And that's um, Richard's hometown, Fort Smith.
3: Yeah. And this, I grew up in Fort Smith as well. And oh. I went to school there. and Big shout out to the least favorite town of my upbringing. (laughs) (laughs) I hear it's awesome now, though.
0: (laughs) Well, it's funny because I, you know, I was just talking about the Ray Spoon documentary. And one of the things I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mm -hmm. Ray Spoon, but like one of the things they said about Calgary and Alberta, even though it was so oppressive to them and they couldn't wait to get out, um, was that that's their history, too. And. Mm why should they have to disavow it and not feel like that's their home Mm -hmm. just because other people may. And I thought, I think that that is something that probably applies to a lot of people who grew up in, in towns that they kind of disavow now to a certain Mm. degree, but you know, why, why not um, feel connected to that in the positive, the positive ways that you still can
3: (laughs) reclaim that history. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so, and we're listening to a little mob bounce right now. Um, now, this is actually a really cool event because I, myself, love comedy. And it's, like, pretty much um, when I'm not listening to CHR obviously I'm listening to comedy podcasts mostly. Um, and um, we have an event um, also on the 9th uh, at 5 p.m. Hosted by Ryan McMahon um, called the Red Man Laughing
1: Live podcast. It's like everybody's favorite Anishinaabe comedian.
3: <laughs> yeah, Ryan McMahon is, like, Indian country's... <laughs> up and coming comedic, yeah. comedic star okay,
0: also. okay, well, why don't we play a little uh a clip a joke a uh, language warning um this guy keeps it pretty real um you're and you're from uh red man laughing um this is uh again this you said this is ryan's like alter ego this is an alter ego I think, yeah. uh Clarence is talking about uh a new twist on uh Dressing up as a culture for Halloween. I don't
5: get too mad when white people dress up as Indians for Halloween. I don't, like, I don't get too mad anymore. I used to get mad, I don't anymore. I just want to throw change at them. Oh! in fucking
3: I wanna call the smoke, <laughs>
5: <laughs> 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 Now there's a second part to that joke, but it goes a little further.
3: You want it? I saw a white girl dressed up at Halloween this year. She was dressed up as an Indian princess, so
0: I went up to her and asked her, so what are you dressed up as? She says, Pocahontas,
5: the Indian princess. I said, oh, that's cool. Did you know that in fact Pocahontas was raped, enslaved, and murdered? And I wonder if you thought of that for your Halloween costume. <laughs>
0: That was that was pretty good. <laughs> Your cheese collapsed in a corner now, laughing.
3: Oh, I do love that one.
1: So,
0: tell us a little <laughs> bit. Tell us a little bit about the the Red Man Laughing Podcast and what and what people are going to
1: experience. And I have to say, it's like the Richard Van Camp show because did you want to talk about the guests on the? Well, mm. yeah.
3: So first, like, Ryan McMahon is uh, he's an inspiration for me because he. He built this podcast by himself. He built the website, he built the podcast, and he, do, he does... Um, Which talk is an great. app,
1: you can get the Red Man Laughing app.
3: Yeah, you can look that up online. And, uh, you know, it's just, a lot of the time it's just him at his house, on his computer, on Skype, with different people across the country um, and around the world, and he records these things and puts them into a podcast. And... It just speaks to sort of this grassroots sort of media, like democracy. It, it fits really nicely. And, and, and the guest he's going to have, um, and I've seen him do this before at a conference in Victoria, but mm-hmm. he sets up his whole rig and there's a live audience. So you, you can imagine if you listen to The queue or anything like that, um, that is quite an engaging experience. Mm-hmm. And the guests that night are some, some really interesting people. We have Richard Van Camp, obviously, mm-hmm. who's going to be there. Um, Melina Labucan Massimo, who's a campaigner for Greenpeace and uh, is a uh, Lubicon Creed. First Nation, and uh, a special ge- musical guest, Clee Nally, who's uh, a ge- a, uh, an artist from the States who's coming up to play a set with Mob Bounce on Friday night. He's
1: and, uh, Navajo, and he's with Blackfire, which is a Navajo punk band.
3: And mm.
0: we are actually, we are listening right now um, to Song of the Sun from upcoming acoustic album. Um, one of the things that like, that I find funny about actually things like Halloween and like jokes about it is just like it, 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 really highlights like a certain just lack of sensitivity. Um, but there's a certain point where like, well, th- they've seen the PSAs, like <laughs> they've heard the lessons. Like, I think people do just need change thrown at them at this point. Like, I know, like at smart. this point, it's just like aggressively ignorant.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: Like the fact that there has to be campaigns. It's like, uh, my culture is not a costume. Right.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. I know. It's, it's, it, it gets exhausting. It's just kind of like, it's never ending. Mm-hmm. It is exhausting too, it's because it's like, like oh people keep
3: asking you too, like if you're one of their only native friends, they're like, but what What about, what about this variation of this? Is this okay? <laughs> <laughs> or how about this? Is this okay? Like, but we're
1: honoring you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Yeah. So yeah.
3: It, it's frustrating and it gets tiring, but um, it's valuable as like, you can see it as sort of like a social barometer to see mm-hmm. how, mm-hmm. how, um ill equipped Canada is is sending their young people off into the world. Yes. You know, so it shows us like the deficiencies in our education system. It and also helps you spot
0: the racists. You know what I mean? <clears> like absolutely. you're at a party. Nope, don't talk to that person or any of the people well, still talking to that person. I mean,
1: well, I mean of course UBC had the Pocahontas chant, right? Oh my God. So UBC
0: um, is not on fire with the chants lately. No, <laughs> no. I mean
1: and lucky we have Daniel Heath Justice who's Cherokee, the chair of the First Nation Studies program mm-hmm. who's working with UBC and it sounds He's like business students, to, uh, yes. so, uh, business students will have to, ah yes, business students will actually have to take Aboriginal education courses now. Ha. And is uh, First Nation Studies program of course is co-sponsoring um, the Lesser Blessed.
3: Mm. Well,
0: I think everyone should have to take those courses. I think that's I part of
3: our history. I think it should be a part of high school curriculum.
0: High school curriculum. And much like I think people need to learn about, you know, about women in history. Like, it's a, it's mm-hmm. the history that you learn is so narrow. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It still blows my mind. And I've had this really critical education. And it still blows
1: my mind the well, things I, I find out about. say the, um, I was just reading somewhere, the Vancouver School Board is actually changing its curriculum so there's, there'll be more indigenous content. Even in math. Even in math.
3: Yeah. Well, everybody loves math in high school.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, something that everyone 10, can bring together.
3: I feel like that's a bad association. Right <laughs> and I have to give a shout out to uh, the Northwest Territories where I'm from. <clears throat> because we have the first uh, the first residential school curriculum that's mandatory for grade 10 students in the country. Oh, cool. that's nice. So that's sort of progressive, I guess. We're getting there.
0: <laughs> getting there? Mm-hmm. Good. Um, it is, it is uh, a long journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of really um, complex history there to go over, and I think there's there are things that there's people talk about how much time there is in school, and it. But where where are the priorities? Are you actually building citizens that can actually contribute and like interact with their own nation? I don't think
1: that's the main. I don't well, think I that's to the main thrust of education. That's kind of
3: dangerous. You better watch for yourself <laughs> oh, on the air here.
1: I have to Community say say radio. I, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I have to say, I was really kind of disturbed in the. Um, Kerner Research Commons. It's like where young folk go to hang out and do studying stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, so that's studying stuff. We don't stuff. mix with those people. But um, they have, a, you know, uh, displays on residential school. And you could, you know, I, I saw classes come in and you could put your comment on, you know, pin your comment to the board. And one comment was like, I miss business class for this. Yeah. Oh, it's gosh. Like, go- I would be like...
0: Awesome.
1: I'm, I'm so glad to I have this. I wanted to, to write like this Capitalist Lackey. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As well you should. Um, Try
3: and eat your money, Capitalist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I'll build the house literally with money. Um, guys, thanks so much for, for coming on down You're to UBC on thanks. CITR. Um, is there anything else that we can talk about before uh, we uh, introduce our next guests? I thought we would end with um, uh, a piece uh Leaks by uh, spoken word by Leanne Simpson with music by Tara Williamson. But before we, uh, is there anything that you guys want to say about that? I just want to
1: say our website is Mm -hmm. vimath.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just want to say, um, to them. Thank you.
3: Yeah. And I just wanted to give a quick plug um, that Thursday night at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Aboriginal. Uh, Friendship Center down in Hastings, and um, Commercial Drive. We're going to be having our opening gala that's at 7 p.m., mm-hmm. and that's a sliding scale from 2 to $20. And you did mention that we're going to be listening to Leanne Simpson, who is one of, um, uh, I'm lucky to call her a friend of mine and a colleague. Uh, she's going to be doing a live, I, I guess, studio sort of recording. of. Uh, she's going to be in conversation with... Um, one of the VIMAF Collective on Monday, November 11th, and that's at the VIMAF Salon. And yeah, like <clears throat> like June said, you can find out more at vimaf.com.
0: Excellent. And that's going to be a, a conversation. Um Presented by
1: Dishinta University.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I just
1: want to say, um, Eugene, we're very proud of him because he's the executive director of Dishinta. Yeah. We're very proud of him. Damn, son. Moving Mm. (laughs) (laughs) on. Don't be talking to us anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank
0: you guys so much. Uh, Everyone at home, check out uh, the Vancouver Indigenous Media Arts Festival um, from November 6th to 11th. Uh, Facebook, VIMAF. uh, Twitter at VIMAF and VIMAF.com. I think you sent it. theme um it's just just like a bunch of really rad music um arts literature and um i like the overlap with media democracy days i think that because because access the idea of access to media mm-hmm. and education is also is also a, a huge part and um i think showcasing what just the amazing stuff that gets done when you let like people really express themselves through a variety variety of ways um it's just amazing and uh just get that done
3: yeah, otherwise you're stuck with Sun Media and Fox. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Ugh, gosh, don't even. Um, so we're going to uh, leave off with the Vancouver Indigenous Media Arts Festival uh, with
3: leaks. Uh, Masi. Masi Joe.
4: Road open windows Beautiful one too perfect for this world. The immediacy of mosquitoes Humidity choking breath My beautiful singing bird Five year old Kichadakwe silent, petrified tears in the back seat until the dam finally bursts. You are the breath over the ice on the lake. You are the one the grandmothers sing to through the rapids. You are the saved seeds of allies. You are the space between embraces. She's always going to remember this. You are rebellion, resistance, re-imagination Her body will remember You are dug up roads, 27-day standoffs The foil of industry prospectors She can't speak about it for a year Which is one-sixth of her life For every one of your questions There is a story hidden in the skin of the forest Use them as flint, fodder, love songs, medicine You are from a place of unflinching power The holder of our stories The one who speaks up The chance for spoken up words drowned in ambush You are not a vessel for white settler shame Even if I am the housing that failed you
0: Coming up next, we have Daniel Zamparelli and Dina Delucchia talking about Poetry is Dead, uh, how they're messing up the UBC Creative Writing Program, and a whole bunch more on CITR 101.9. Stay tuned. Books, art, craft, readings, performances,
3: lectures you like these things? Yeah. you like these things that are made by indie artists in your community? Yeah. Then come on down to
5: Panzine West, the greatest festival of scene and independent culture. Brought to you by
1: Broken Temple Magazine on Saturday, November 2nd from 1 to 7 p.m. at the Ukrainian Hall at 805 Publishment.
4: Hello, this is the recording artist, Jay Arner, and you're listening to CITR.
5: Yo, what's going on? My name is John Akpata. I'm a spoken word artist from Ottawa, Ontario. You are listening to CITR 101.9, the best community radio on the West Coast.
0: Hey, it's Prophecy Sun. And we're back, and that was, like, eight IDs for you, just in case you weren't sure. Um, Just trying to play some Carl Sagan for you, and instead you get eight IDs. And you know what? You're going to like it because it's fabulous, and we're all fabulous. Um, We have a couple of pretty fabulous guests for uh, the last segment of the Arts Report. Uh, Daniel and Dina, say hey. 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 Hey.
2: Hey. Hey.
0: So the inimitable uh amber dawn got in touch with me and he said these two handsome fellows are hanging out with the ubc creative writing program correct yes i'm yeah. correct so far so yeah. far and correct. you've been telling them a no little lies bit have been spoken of, about poetry and um please take it from there <laughs> what do what are you guys up to on campus right now um
2: just today this okay
0: in general but but like give me give me a little bit on the down low of what like just between us girls what um why you've been up here with ubc creative writing
2: we actually haven't been up here yet we're going to be up here next
0: told you not to correct me dina
2: you know what everything you're saying is awesome
0: (laughs) um okay so you're gonna be up here that's happening um what uh, why what and why?
2: The amazing, again, just to pump her up a bit more Amber John. Oh my gosh, so great. And another fabulous poet, and just damn fine lady, Sherita uh, Warner, invited us to visit their undergraduate poetry classes and also to do a reading in the creative writing department.
0: Now, what are, um, you guys, um, if I had been doing this properly and I wasn't so, like, mixed and excited from V-I-M-A-F, um, Daniel, you are the editor of Poetry is Dead. That is correct. And, Dina, you are a local writer. That's also correct. And poet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jenna, yeah, you also uh, tweet and perform under the moniker DJ That's So Raven. Very important for people to know. Yeah. Probably not relevant at this
5: point. No, also don't follow DJ That's So Raven on Twitter because it's offensive do, to most Do you tweet? I do tweet under that. <laughs>
2: and no one. Re- wh- what's offensive about it? Nothing's
5: offensive about it. It's just, it's really more for uh, a Twitter account for me and like Raven Simone to just continue our love affair. Yeah.
2: How is that working out?
5: It's good. She doesn't really reply back, but she is following me, so I feel like that's really a feather in my cap. You're making progress. Yeah.
2: That seems like a milestone. I just wanted to feel
5: comfortable with me tweeting at her all the time. In your life
2: (laughs) as a person and a DJ.
0: (laughs) So, um... Jenna, you've also uh, worked with tons of magazines like Geist, Megaphone, Sad Mag, uh, Adbusters, um, and your first book of poems. We actually did review on the show, Davy Street Translations. Correct. Um, it is funny and poignant and sexy, um, and that's from Talon Books. And then mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. it's true uh, when you
5: open it, actually makes that noise. Yeah, Just and then at the end, it's, it's, a it's cat
0: like wow You go at the end. You Yes, yeah. spanking. <laughs> And then uh, the lovely Dina, you uh, not only do you have a lovely radio voice, but um, you write for Canada Arts Connect. um, You've been published tons of literary um, publications um, and and an artist and a writer. Um, You have you had a one-woman show. Like what haven't you done? I think is the real question.
2: You know, I've always just really wanted to direct (laughs)
5: she has like a really big list of things she hasn't done yet
2: yeah it's huge list you haven't climbed mount
0: everest yet though lots of people have done that i say just cross it off that's not happening
2: i'm not doing it
5: she hasn't done a whip it yet but we'll work on that
0: (laughs) 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 haven't i
2: haven't you haven't (laughs) you haven't i haven't (laughs) you i grew up in a small town in the 90s that's fair
5: that's all yeah
0: so where does this upcoming um talk with uh, UBC Creative Writing on Friday, November 8th from noon to 1 in the Creative Writing Department room, E478. So if you want to crash, that's where to go. Um, is this your first time, like, addressing a group like this, or are you guys old, old pros at this point, or?
5: I get called old pros a lot of times, but. Um, <laughs> I called you that just <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> just before we walked in. Um, was it pr- pr- pros, or was it
0: <laughs> something else?
5: continuing on we uh we have probably both been in front of uh giant audiences before of both uh a smaller scale and larger scale but in, in, respect in terms of poetry of,
0: like and yeah and i'm I'm wondering about like you are um you're gonna be doing readings, so obviously that's kind of old hat for you guys. But in terms of this, this being kind of like Im- these impressionable minds, I've been kind of joking about what you're gonna do to these yeah, new we writers. What What are some? Of th- are you gonna impart any advice? You did say you
2: we're gonna ruin them.
5: I, gonna, d- yeah. Yeah. I would
2: say that's highly likely. Yeah. yeah.
5: I want to see them cry, then me cry, mm-hmm. then them cry watching me cry.
2: <laughs> I want to just hold them, but not in an appropriate in in inappropriate way. So I'm not sure how that's gonna work out. Like while Daniel's broken them, Mm -hmm. I don't know how. Are you gonna build
0: them back up? Yeah,
2: I
5: don't know. Good cop, bad cop is what we're aiming for.
2: I always thought I'd be the bad cop, but I really like this reversal. I think it's good. I think it's really positive. I've never been in front of my alma mater. Yeah, because you were you
0: were a a allotted graduate from
2: B.A. M.F.A. Oh yeah, can't keep me away. No. Bam, that's a poem. (laughs) And you know what? It rhymes. And you can't argue. You know it rhymes. Yeah, it's the end of that. (laughs) So I guess we'll both read from our books.
0: Mm -hmm. Which are Davy Strait translations and... Coping with Emotions and Otters.
5: Both out from Talon Books. Mm -hmm.
2: from Shout out Talon Books. Hey, Talon, how are you?
0: And you guys have another project coming up, correct? Uh, We just had Poetry is Dead Sound was the most recent one. Right. and next up you guys are addressing humor and I don't know if you guys heard that but we were playing we're playing some funny songs in the background um, we had some something from forgetting Sarah Marshall and now we have a little something from the wedding singer these yeah. were Dina's requests you know if they, anyone these are calls songs to complain that
2: Daniel and I talk about yeah. often so I just felt like it was important that uh, we talked about them because we we're working on a collaborative project where we are writing about romantic comedies
5: oh, I, I, I can't speak further to it because because that's, that's, that's as far as you've gotten. It's rather embarrassing.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. please, is no one's listening. It's fine.
5: I just feel like it's basically a lot of feelings, but through the the guise of a romantic a conceptual collaboration on romantic comedies.
0: Um, what what are your favorite romantic comedies?
5: Um,
0: like respectively, which it. which is I your favorite? Straight
2: up, my favorite romantic comedy is Moonstruck, and it always will be. Share. Cher- is, is that the one with Nick Cage and Cher? Her, yep, oh, Nick Cage God. and Cher. Everything about it is beautiful. Cher is just, uh, you know, she's not in her 20s and she's trying to find love, and I find that inspiring and beautiful.
0: Also, the and hair. Funny. Oh my and gosh. hair is
2: unbelievable. And then she wore that beautiful gown to the Oscars that was really just strips of sparkly fabric and a crown. No. Yeah. Won, she won an Oscar for that What it, For that
0: dress and ground <laughs>
2: Nobody wins Oscars for romantic comedies anymore That's Jennifer true. Lawrence broke the mold this year But it's, it's rare She's amazing Do You have to play a real person or have a disease yeah. To win awards Or yeah. kill people
0: Yeah Charlize, I'm talking to you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did Charlize Theron actually kill someone To no get way. that Oscar? Because I mean worth to it right? Not I, to right? my knowledge It's worth it Um, What about you? Daniel?
5: Um, favorite romantic comedy for me is Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which mm-hmm. you were playing the music from before. Yes. Um, because I feel Dracula's like... Dracula's Lament. I have... Full song. Also dated an evil, blonde-haired, blue-eyed uh, person. And he's not actually evil. Um, <coughs> but I would also want it <laughs> to end in a Hawaiian vacation, and I... Am still searching for my Mila Kunis.
0: <laughs> um, are you searching for Mila Kunis, or are you searching for your um, puppet rock musical? Um, like I feel like I mean, like if I had to choose between Mila Kunis and a uh, someone like Puppet Rock Musical, Dracula. Kind of thing. I would want that, I think. I'm
5: not about limitations, so I feel like both would be in order. Okay, fair enough. I want Dale everything. Does love You're terrible Kunis. at Would You Rather, aren't you? You're yeah. like, just both of them. Both. No,
0: that's not the game. Yeah,
5: it's like they both sound disgusting. I'll do both. <laughs> I'll like record it, put it on YouTube. I'm cool with all of it.
0: <laughs> but you, you should talk
2: more about how much you love Mila Kunis and also that you hate, hate musicals.
5: Oh yeah, I don't like musicals. Are you allowed I not have to said not that. like that? I oh, thought you have like to. I thought that's part of the gay code. Very shunned in the community. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually haven't had a proper date in a long time because for some reason I always start with talking about how much I hate um, musicals and also Kelly Clarkson hit songs.
0: Okay, I'm fifty percent with you so far.
5: I've okay.
2: seen people walk away from him, <laughs> <because they can't laughs> give him straight up stink. I just don't
5: understand why people break out into music when they're so sad. I just, like, I would not want to sing when I'm sad. I would just go to bed. What
0: about, okay, I have a question. Musicals should
5: just be like a series of naps.
0: What? (laughs) It's like, you guys are just over emotional because you have not had a good nap. If you ever, you would ruin a whole genre. People are just better rested.
2: Daniel, I want to know now, could our next collaboration be nap? musical would you be into it just yes or no it's up
0: to you. no songs just every time there's a musical cue everyone just goes to sleep for no, three and a half minutes people
2: sing at first <laughs> but
5: then they fall asleep i'm i'm into this i can't i can't speak further to it. oh, it's such I a love stupid it. idea i, I like it, it to, when
0: the air support co- becomes this kind of like living lab you mm-hmm. know for creativity i really like that um
2: i like your professionalism professionalism and that you keep saying
0: I can't speak to that. <laughs> That's good.
2: No matter speak how to many it. stupid
5: things we say. <laughs> I can't speak to that. I yeah, it must.
0: Whatever that. you would have said must have been really bad. Because <laughs> I've heard some of the things you're willing to put on the record.
5: <laughs> That's true. I always forget that things are on the record because no one pays attention to poetry. So I get away with it every time. Yes.
0: It's the magic of poetry. So what is. Now, this humor, is this gonna, this humor edition of Poetry is Dead, which is fantastic, and everyone should subscribe to it right this second. Just stop, don't stop listening, but, like, it's the internet, like, go on the internet yeah, at the same just time. just open a new tab, and yeah, you exactly. enter
5: poetryisdead.ca backslash subscribe, <laughs> and mm-hmm. if the website's not down, you should subscribe.
0: Yeah. Um, so, and then, and if it is down, you can still do it, just do it later. Like, don't give just up. Just find
5: me, I will be, like, later on in the, <laughs> wh- wherever's downstairs, with, like, I will take twelve dollars for your subscription. Nice. Yeah. Um
0: so what is this gonna be poems about humor? Are these gonna be humorous poems? Are there gonna be like are there gonna be funny pictures? Like, break it down for me, Dina. How are you running this this joint? This upcoming Dina Delbu Kid joint. I'm running
2: it like a hard ass.
0: Yeah. Um
2: but no, there's gonna be all of those things. There's gonna be funny poems, there's gonna be uh, essays. There's gonna be poems about humor and about comedy uh we're looking to get some comics mm-hmm. and visual stuff and as well the art director um again i can't speak to his decisions <laughs> they will be uh putting together a lot of the visual elements and i think uh i think it'll be funny
0: what are some of the things that daniel has already, always done as editor that really have bugged you that you're gonna change when your guest kind of curating this issue. I've never, Be super specific and I've insulting. I've never
2: followed him around enough to really pay attention to that, but I feel like now I <laughs> should. Yeah. I just should nonstop. I should have been checking in on you a long time ago, every time you were doing anything. The last few issues, though, have been guest edited, so you have... When was the last time you edited an
0: issue?
5: Uh, issue five, so about a year and a half ago. Gosh, Daniel.
0: What? Come on. You're just... Letting we miss you.
5: So lazy. You're
0: letting this one take over. You're Come on.
2: You, I will be. Your I will
5: child. be guest editing the issue after her. I'm gonna guest edit. My You're own gonna guest edit your own. What, what's sense. it called? Is it called the guest
2: edition? Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah. It's gonna uh, be very meta. It's actually just gonna be an issue of Poetry's is Dead with images of Poetry's Dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds actually kind of amazing. I feel like you could enter that in. Like some really high-end
5: curated no. like media art shows.
2: Why don't you just make a best of album at this point?
5: It's just all going to be time. Drake songs, so I don't know if that's a good idea.
2: I don't see the problem.
5: Okay.
0: Um, well, you know, he started from the bottom, and now he's here. I d- did he start from the bottom? This is my question, because he was on Degrassi. He was I feel like that's a real platform. You're not really starting from the bottom well, at that point.
5: he oh. didn't, like, he start. he was on Degrassi. I know way too much about J- Drake, but, you like, can't. He, like was, was right, he was he's in like, a, a more of a, a well-established neighborhood, but him and his mom, they, they actually didn't have that much money, and he worked really hard to get onto Degrassi, mm-hmm. and then, from that point, jumped into rap. Also, he's very handsome, so that helps as well. Plus, he's got a lot of feelings, so it's great.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of feelings, and And he he expresses them.
2: sweaters, (laughs) which I think is really important to point out.
0: He was delightful in his Nightmare interview.
2: Ugh, when is he? He's often delightful.
0: But I am not a... Don't tell Daniel, but I'm not, like, a big fan of
2: Drake's music. Okay, I'm totally gonna keep it to myself. Okay, don't tell anyone.
0: But, I mean, but he's great. Daniel. Daniel Drake is amazing. Megan I
2: have never tra- ever said anything about Drake, <laughs> any disparaging, any comments. negative. I've never done that.
0: I've never questioned it. Um, what are you guys going to be? Uh, are you going to be reading from your most recent works
5: at this reading? At this reading yes. coming up? Yes. Yeah.
0: And have you connected? So, like, have you connected um, any of the the poems specifically to either educate or titillate these youngins? So know you've got some, you've got some R-rated content in yours. Yeah. Are you gonna push them to their limits? Like, yep. are you gonna? Yeah. Yes. That's I nice. Will. I like that a lot. I, I should want. have gotten you guys to bring so you could do some readings for me, but I oh, didn't. We purposely think about did not, this. so
5: we could just You're get saying. we could lure students to this reading.
0: Well, um, you do. That is normally how you like make friends and influence people. You too is you you lure them into some sort of cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's Halloween, so there's lots of, there's lots of candy around, though. So that's one of your main things.
5: It's that's kind, what's of, kind of throwing off her game, yeah. Yeah,
0: usually that's kind of the twist. Yeah, our now.
5: unmarked white van is not getting no. a lot of extra and it these is days. still
2: full of candy. A lot of candy. <laughs> Good thing that candy is full of preservatives or yeah. you, it would go bad.
0: Um, I'll just eat it. It's fine. I have yes. to maintain this this womanly figure. Doesn't just happen. I actually hate candy and bread and cheese, but I eat it pretty much exclusively for the fans this is important it's an important part of the food group
2: um you're dedicated yeah yeah I I that's am. beautiful
0: yeah thank you i really appreciate that um what else do you guys have coming up um all right what are you doing for halloween nothing it's really upsetting
2: yeah.
5: i'm i'm He's going done. to Earl sweatshirt the rapper Ah. yeah i'm going actually with um bunch of SFU profs.
0: Yeah, SFU in the house.
5: <laughs> I'm trying to take... I, I can't... Actually, I can't tell this story. Or can I?
0: Uh, I'll just... Content warning. Is there going to be sex in it? Or no, like no sex. Swears? It's just...
5: It's really fun where I, like... My, my current, um, <laughs> like, going to rap songs buddy is, like, <laughs> an older prof. He's, like, basically a silver daddy. Nice. I mean, he's heterosexual, but he's he's my silver daddy.
2: I think people
5: can figure out who And is. so we went to the weekend and all these young kids were already confused at how old I was compared to (laughs) him but it basically looked like I had taken my dad to see the weekend and then he kept buying us shots of Hennessy so I was like this is the greatest experience of my life. That
0: sounds amazing. I want to party with you and your silver daddy. I'm going to Fright Night and I don't think I've ever actually been to Fright Night. I've never
2: been either. I was supposed to go. It didn't work out but it's cool. You can, come, you can come. You can come with another. us. I think
0: there's only three of us right now, which is a like unpleasant number for an amusement park because, you know, my boyfriend will have to stand on the side while I go with if the music was, director because she's there's cooler.
2: Four. That's more fitting because that's like pallbearers, bears, right? Yeah, yeah, that's. Well, I hadn't more, thought of that. Spookier, that's super. It is
0: definitely spookier. spookier. I think I'll wear a wig or something. I don't know if I'll dress up. Are you guys good at? are you guys good at halloween i'm not good at halloween i don't dress up well Um, i feel good at we're pretty
5: good at coming up with halloween costumes yes okay right so you what was dina what was your halloween costume you came up with
2: uh wednesday adam sandler (laughs) (laughs) which i I am going to wear nice and uh but then we were coming up with other what did you say well i was talking about my original one which is
5: asap rocky horror picture show which
2: is so good (laughs)
5: um and then i don't
0: i don't think i do i, I don't think i get that reference asap rocky is a rapper oh asap rocky
5: okay. horror picture show is the
0: i know what the rocky horror picture show is daniel
5: i like musicals right. that's a good musical it's yeah. really good i don't want to watch it it's
0: just it's <laughs> a- <laughs> but like in theory in theory it's great if you had to watch a musical also i've
5: had to see drag queens reenact that like over and over and over again mm-hmm. for my entire life so i feel like seeing it as always a chore but like a delightful chore. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's enjoyable. Oh, and then like reorganizing your T-shirts. Yes. yes.
2: I'm not doing that. I don't mm-hmm. have that many T-shirts.
0: Um.
2: Oh, Stephen
0: Tyler Durden.
5: Right. And then. And then I said Stephen Taylor Thomas.
0: So you guys are basically just make you guys are really good at puns. Yeah. Yeah. At just, like person we're, puns. We're
2: trying to help people. This last, if people need a last minute costume, we just helped
0: you. I feel like those are long-term, like, art project costumes, not, like...
2: There are things you could find in your home. That's true. Potentially, or someone else's home or closet.
0: Can you explain to me the Steven Tyler Durden?
2: I just decided that they actually have very similar wardrobe. (laughs) Loud shirts, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, kind of loose. You could put a leather jacket on, and then you could... uh, You just have, like, a microphone with scarves. And some soap. Yeah, and you have a pink soap. Mm-hmm.
0: and a homicidal look on your face. Yeah. Dina and Daniel, um, as much as I want to hear the descriptions of the rest of the pun-based Halloween costumes, um, our next program is coming up. It's a fill-in with uh, CITR volunteer extraordinaire, Jonathan Q. Um, and I don't know what he's going to play, and that's pretty exciting. Um, but we're listening to a little that's bit fun. of The weekend right now. So I thought maybe um, in honor of... Uh, Daniel, because I played all of Dina's requests already. I'm really sorry. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I forgot, like, sometimes I forget about The Wedding Singer, and then someone reminds me, and I'm sad, but I'm also happy. It's very, Adam Sandler is very bittersweet for me. For everyone. I have a
2: lot of feelings on it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So how about we talk about that next time you guys are on? Sure. Um, So uh, good luck with your reading on uh, next Friday, not this Friday, but next Friday. The 8th. The 8th and um good luck on the upcoming humor issue of poetry is dead which everyone has now subscribed to online just yeah. now yep. and um
5: five, like i got a lot of buzzes on my phone it's either that or a lot of scruff it's messages scruff.
0: It's
5: yeah scruff. oh that was okay
0: thanks so much for coming by guys thank you for having um please come by anytime and we're gonna go out on a little bit of the weekend wicked games this has been the arts report on citr 101.9 um thanks to everyone who came by to uh june uh and the rest of the v-i-m-a-f uh crew um uh, and eugene and dina and daniel and just everyone who put up with uh put up with the last 15 minutes i think good for them thanks audience (laughs) you're listening to citr 101.9 peace